the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. And now, here's your host, Nick Phillips. Good evening, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another edition of The Advocate. Here we are on a cold summer night, or summer night. My goodness, this is an autumn night. I wish, I'm wish i still wishing it was <laughs> summer. I'm uh, reluctant to give it up. So, But okay, it's an autumn night. It's cold this week. We're going to have some snow and uh, other things, but... With us uh, tonight, we have Nan Baker from the Cuyahoga County Council. She's a councilwoman for the west side of Cuyahoga County. Nan, thank you for joining us in the studio tonight. You're welcome. It's always good to come back and give you an update of what we're doing at the Cuyahoga County Council. Um, I do represent Westlake, Rocky River, North Olmsted, Fairview Park, and Bay Village. Oh, that is the west side. West side. West side of the of the uh, of the county. Well, you know, the the good thing is that things are happening at the county level, and uh, you, you've been coming on more frequently because of that. And yes. I know we've been having problems over at the county jail with the uh, mortality rate of some of the inmates at the at that jail. And uh, on the election that we just had, we had a charter change, and the uh, the voters approved the charter change. What exactly has that done, and, and what do you expect to happen now with regard to our... Well, we're, you know, it's county council's initiative to put it on the ballot, mm-hmm. so we are thankful to the voters that agreed with us that change needed to happen when it comes to the appointment of our sheriff. Uh, we did talk back and forth pretty lengthy in committee of whether or not it should be elected or whether it should be appointed under this new uh, charter. It is written as an appointment. And we felt that it should continue as an appointment. But we also felt that the criteria for that sheriff's qualification should be stricter. And so that's what it is that the voters voted for. How how did we make those uh, qualifications more strict? Well, when when we interviewed the sheriff, which we did in open public committee, committee of the whole, Mm -hmm. uh, we realized that the sheriff really did not have the authority that he should have had which is why perhaps some of the looseness of the jail happened under his tenure. He has since retired. Um, unfortunately, what, what, what kind of powers didn't he have that he, well, will, he, he should, or she now will have? Right. He should have had more authority or mm-hmm. should have been more forthright if he felt that there were things that were going on that he didn't agree with. But in his testimony to us, which is all public record, uh, he felt that he didn't and that um, the executive who hired someone who was subordinate to the sheriff, uh, were really calling the shots. They were the ones that were trying to perhaps make money uh, on on inmates, um, try to consolidate and bring more of the inmates into the jail, which caused overcrowding. And we realized, unfortunately, after the fact that this person who was there was now indicted. um, This is the county jailer? Yes. The person in charge of the jail? Yes, uh, well, who, who worked under the sheriff. Uh-huh. Uh, he what was their title for that person? I would assume they have something like the, the yeah. corrections director or something like that. Right. Um, but really the sheriff should have had more authority. And mm-hmm. I think that because he felt he worked for the executive and was accountable to the executive because it was his appointment, that he felt uh, that he could not perhaps make the kind of changes without losing his job or being reprimanded. So that was the catalyst Mm. of us putting this on the ballot. And the type of things that uh, were voted, which was about a 75 to 80 percent, it was an overwhelming um, support for this. So we we were glad that the voters understood what they were voting for and supported what we felt needed to be happening. But one of the um, changes is that the sheriff's four-year term will be staggered with the county executive, so there is not uh, a time where he's appointed and the executive is also on the ballot. Uh, It also um, requires county council to approve the executive's appointment or reappointment of the sheriff every four years. It requires eight of the 11 council members to sign off or initiate the firing of the sheriff for cause 
after a public hearing in which the sheriff can defend himself or herself. So he is not just accountable to the executive. He is also accountable to us. Uh, It provides the sheriff with explicit authority to make final decisions on sheriff's department staff, including the position of jail director. Gotcha. Uh, It also requires the sheriff to have a two-year or four-year degree in criminal justice or law enforcement. Within one year of being elected, the sheriff also would need special training in corrections or a certification or degree related to jail management unless council grants an extension or the sheriff previously received such training. So it really does narrow who it is that we're looking for. does need to be someone from Cuyahoga County, and uh, that's always been that way, but we wanted to keep it that way. And we feel that uh, this will definitely make the differences that are needed there within our county and within our, within our jail. Be- between now and going back in time where we were having problems with uh, injuries and deaths of, uh, of inmates or prisoners, has that situation been changed now? Are we at least in a more improved situation where uh, we're not ex- we're not having those kinds of situations? It absolutely is. I mean, county council has mm-hmm. been engaged in watching every week the number of inmates that are that are going uh, into the jail. Mm-hmm. So that was a big, big issue is that we were overcrowding that jail, which caused red zones, which I never knew what a red zone was until I learned more about what we were doing in our jails. Well, what is a red zone? Red, we just watched the Cleveland Browns today in the red zone. Uh, <laughs> that is when, because, something different here, here. because we're overcrowded or we have a lack right. of, uh, of um, correction officers, mm-hmm. they put uh, inmates in one place, and sometimes they were there for an extended period of time so that they can keep an eye on them. What do, what do they do, sleep like on mattresses on the floor or something? Or, it's, uh, it's just, or it was restrictive living. Mm-hmm. that uh, they were confined for a number of hours, if not days, sometimes weeks. Uh, it was the conditions there uh, were not good. The U.S. Marshals, when they came in and, and investigated, said they were inhumane conditions. So we had a long way to go. Um, the, the, there is an interim um, sh- uh, director that is there now mm-hmm. that uh, has done very well in understanding what needs to be done. He, unfortunately, does not have all the criteria that it takes to be the new sheriff. He can be the interim, but not new, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. unless we, you know, he takes what's needed uh, to strengthen his degree. Right, right. Uh, we may have to find someone else. Oh, you would. It's part of the charter now. You, can't, you cannot legislate a change to the charter. That's that would right. have to be a voter change That's next right. time. So things are better. Um, we are also putting uh, inmates in other jails, uh, the Euclid Jail, Bedford Jail, trying to, and there's also a couple other counties that are taking our inmates when needed. So we are watching that number. The number is about 1,800 max, between 17 and 1,800. We were up to about 2,300 at one what, time. What are we at now? Are we... We're about a uh, little under 1,800. Seems to hover around that. So we have some work because if, if, uh, if there's... Correction officers who don't always come in or we have a lack of correction officers, then that makes that number uh, more difficult to manage. Uh, so it's the answer is yes, things are better. Things are not perfect, but they're definitely being watched much more closely. Mm-hmm. The bad apples that were in there are out. Um, and like I said, we have uh, several that have been indicted. And the director at the time, who unfortunately had no experience in jail, should never have been there to begin with, um, is has also been indicted. Some of the staff that's been removed, uh, they're replaced already? Yes. Correction officers are replaced. We're, our number is about 7, 725 for the appropriate correction officers that should be there. We were around 600 at one time. So it shows you the, the lack of uh, correction officers that should have been so it's, uh, it's an ongoing situation, but every, all eyes are on it. So it is better. Um, it can only, we can only improve at this point. Well, that's good. Talking to people in other counties, uh, sort of amazed to hear our numbers and the kinds of problems. Yeah. Uh, definitely uh, big city problems having here with, uh, with that kind of thing going on. So I'm glad it, it's being taken care of. Once we get our, our sheriff on board, we will all rest a little easier. When do we think we'll have a new sheriff? 
Uh, we're on the search now. They're interviewing now. Uh, as soon as we find the person that's uh, appropriate, we will hire him. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. Well, we're, we're on the road. We're, we're talking to Nan Baker. She's the uh, council person for the Cuyahoga County Council. And uh, we're just talking about uh, correcting our corrections institution here at the county jail. And apparently that is underway. The uh, voters have changed the charter and they're in the process of looking for a new county sheriff. Uh, Also, when we come back, we're going to take a short break. We're going to be talking with Nan and we're going to be talking about the the opioid litigation here that Cuyahoga County and uh, other people in the state of Ohio have been involved in and what's going to happen with that settlement money. So we're going to be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips & Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. And now, back to The Advocate with your host, Nick Phillips. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you, and we have another segment of The Advocate. We're talking to Cuyahoga County Council Person Nan Baker. And Nan, thank you again for being in the studio tonight. You're welcome. Always enjoy coming back. Oh, great having you. And we're going to talk now about money, money a bit. <laughs> uh, the uh, We've been listening to the news uh, cast and also reading about the opioid crisis, not uh, only in Ohio, but throughout the country. But here in Ohio, and specifically here in Cuyahoga County, we've been involved in litigation and just struck a deal and yes. settled a case out of court, basically, yes. bringing in lots of money to Cuyahoga County. Tell us a little bit about 
the lawsuit and the settlement and how much and what are we going to do with it? That's, well, a, that's a lot of questions. It Go is, ahead. And, it, and it is a, a huge task for county council and our executive to manage. Uh, the settlement came. We, we could have gone to trial, but instead it was settled, and we all agree that we believe the settlement was a good idea. That way we could uh, settle and use the funds to help people that are in need today and not drag it through court and perhaps not know what the end result would be. So approximately $240 million between Cuyahoga County and Stark County, who are the counties that were the original um, counties that uh, engaged in this lawsuit, mm-hmm. uh, our share of that after attorney fees and, and all is about $120 million. And uh, that $120 million um, is really a check that's going to be cut because it was a negotiated deal. There was no real parameters given to what that could be used for. So it's not earmarked for anything. It is not earmarked. But we on county council, in fact, uh, Councilman Jack Schron has legislation that I support that we will be talking about that this week uh, when we all go back uh, to decide on what parameters we want that money to be spent and making sure that the intent of that opiate money is to be used to help those that are sincerely in need of, of addiction, um, any services, um, education, uh, it, the mental illness that's connected with, uh, with addiction. Well, well, am I correct? I, I think the suit had to do with the county suing, suing the pharmaceuticals. That's right. Uh, for the cost in medical treatment and expenses for all the citizens in these counties. Yes. And it's a reimbursement for that. So It is. I mean, it's been going on for a long time. So mm-hmm. to think that this would be the total amount that would be needed is, is I mean, who could put a price on, on the deaths that has happened over mm-hmm. the years and those lives that have perhaps been ruined by drug addiction? This money doesn't go back to any individuals, though. No. This money is given to the county mm-hmm. to use as we see fit to take care of our Cuyahoga County residents that are in need of services uh, to uh, overcome their addiction. So I, I suppose, though, the uh, way the money is coming in without any strings attached is that the county has already switched funding and all of this into medical to pay what they had to pay for opioids. And now the money is coming back to the county. Right. It is, um, it is going to be used uh, for those that um, are in need of services. The Adams Board is the primary uh, agency that takes care of those that are addicted. Um, they also help those mm-hmm. with mental illness. Now, that by the is, way, use the term Adams Board. And I yes. don't mean to interrupt, but it's, that's not the name of a person. No. That's an acronym standing for well, a- alcohol, alcohol, drugs, drug. and yeah, it's some kind of um, each it, letters does stand for. It, it's an acronym, and it stands yes. for the agency that handles all of these problems in our county. Right, you know how it is when you use an acronym so often. Every we, we, that's how right. we we all know what that means, but it, it's a good shorthand method. Yes. Now, final question on the subject is: Who's paying the money? Are the group of pharmaceuticals or just one pharmaceutical? There uh, is a group of pharmaceuticals. Uh, Johnson and Johnson is involved. And off the top of my head, I don't, I, mm-hmm. but there are a handful. There are a number who are doing it. these. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the money will come in, will it come, is it here already or is it? Uh, it is here or it is soon to be here. It'll, you know, come to our, through our attorney and mm-hmm. yeah. It's, it's, is there any talk about where the money is going to go as far, as far as how it's going to be used? There is talk. That's what we're going to be doing next week with uh, Councilman Schron's legislation is giving parameters to our administration and to our executive as to how we see that money being spent. Mm -hmm. We as county council are in charge of the budget as far as whether we approve it. Um, So, yes, whether it's given to the Adams Board and specifically we want to make sure that those that are currently addicted, those perhaps in the schools that we want to prevent kids from thinking about getting addicted, Support systems for those that uh, finally find their way off addiction but mm-hmm, need to stay mm-hmm. off addiction. It is, uh, in fact, the Rape um, Crisis Center 
Rape mm-hmm. Crisis Center came in, and also they say they also have victims that they can um, certainly see where addiction has played a role. So there's uh, it's it's multi-layered. But and it's going to go into that area. It's not going to go into road repair nope. or anything. That's why um, Councilman Schron was mm-hmm. uh, very uh, adamant about us as a council dictating exactly how this money is going to be spent, at least in the big picture parameters. Okay. Um, so we're going to go back to trying to improve the quality of life here. That's right. For those affected by it. Yes. Well, well very good. Well, uh, going going from the sublime to the other side now, starting January 1st, I understand we're going to be doing something in Cuyahoga County with plastic bags. Yes. Um, What's you know, happening? It's been rather quiet. You know, things... Uh, haven't heard a whole lot about it, but back in May, actually, of this year, mm-hmm. um, the we uh, we had uh, Councilwoman Sunny Simon propose a plastic bag ban so that uh, all retailers, grocery, Walmart, Home Depot, small hardware stores, doesn't matter, all plastic bags would be banned. And uh, even paper bags are discouraged and must be 100% recyclable. So that did what, what are we going to do? Well, I think the bottom line is <laughs> After that— After Christmas, we're going to go shopping. We're going to buy food. Right. Uh, what's encouraged is you bring your own re- reusable bag. Where are we going to get them? Well, you'll have to go out and buy them. Um, Cuyahoga well, County has one point what million? Yes. They, they, <laughs> the idea, and if, you're, if, if it's in a, a low income, they will find a way, according to Sunny Simon, Councilwoman Simon, they will provide them. But um, it is a um, it is something that has been kind of under the radar. The state right now is actually back in session and talking about stopping um, local government or county government from enacting this piecemeal kind mm-hmm. of legislation. So we'll have to see where that goes. Uh, also, Brooklyn, the city of Brooklyn, recently passed their own legislation, opting out of the county, which any city can do. Really? Yes. Uh, you can opt out of the, of the county. county restriction on banning plastic bags? Yes. Because How is that possible? It's possible because of local, co- local control. Local control is a, is a big deal here in Ohio. And uh, Does I, the city give up any rights from the county by doing this? Nope. They have the authority to do it. And what Brooklyn did was they still have... A, a bag legislation, but what they thought worked for their city was that the retailers should have a recycle bin. And if they offered a recyclable bin and you have a place to take your bag, then they are then uh, mandated to make sure that those bags get recycled. And that's what Brooklyn felt was right for their city, and that's what they passed. Wow. Well, we noticed that Giant Eagle in yes. North Royalton has recycle they- bins. Many of them already do it. Does that mean if they already have them doing that, we can still see plastic bags being available at uh, some of these places, like Giant Eagle, after the 1st of January? After the 1st of January, according to the county, unless you opt out or create your own legislation to make it different for your city, anyone, any retailer using plastic bags will be fined. Um, Really? Um, yes. Ten cents a bag or what? <laughs> well, they'll be fined. I believe it's $100 for the first time. And then as they keep getting mm-hmm. fined, it increases. Well, what's an offense? The number of bags or the number of days? Or? Uh, just using bags to begin with. Oh, my that, goodness. That each they time they're checked. Yes, so each th- time they're checked. So the new county sheriff will be responsible for enforcing this? So. <laughs> residents, actually. It's the whistleblower method. They want residents to call in if they see retailers. Oh, good. Something yes. nice to enjoy chaos over. With all the problems in the world, I, uh, we're going to be dealing. So, I believe me, I was not in support of this. I was in the minority. I thought there was a better mm-hmm. way that we could manage this. I like what Brooklyn did. I think having encouraging recycling is is uh, at least a step in the right direction. And, uh, you know, if people want to use their own reusable bags, great. If they don't, then let's recycle them. Uh, to just out-and-out ban, I think, is a, is a bit drastic. Well, I've been to a number of other states where they have such bans, and uh, the, the stores will sell you a reusable cloth bag or cloth-like bag. Right. And uh, I could see people giving them away and using them for advertising and uh, 
and everything else. So. Right. We'll have to uh, we'll have to see how it plays out. But as of January first, unless something changes, this bill will be enacted. Oh, okay. So in the meantime, start saving your bags to <laughs> take right. to the store. That's right. Uh, there'll be a treat for all of us here in Cuyahoga County after January first. Yes. Well, in any event, that. Nan Baker, thank you so much for your service on the, the Cuyahoga County Council, and thanks for joining us here tonight. You're welcome. Always good to come back and update what we're doing. Well, we're going to get you back here as long as things are happening there <laughs> to talk about. Uh, we'll see how the plastic bag thing works out. Right, January 1st. Thank you very much, Nan Baker. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. We're going to be talking about synthetic identity theft coming up and how you have to really watch yourself before someone cleans out all of your accounts. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on The Advocate. We'll be right back after these words. Don't go away. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. You didn't plan it this way. You spent your entire life being careful, protecting your body and staying healthy when the carelessness of another changes your life forever. You need to know what's expected of you to prove your claim. You further have been changed forever. Know it's up to you to make your case. The lawyers at Phillips and Millie together have over 80 years of experience. If you have a case or think you may, call the law firm of Phillips and Millie at 440-243-2800. WHK, Cleveland. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips & Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I, at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with another segment of The Advocate. In the next two segments, we're going to be talking about something that we should all be worried about constantly. And I know we've talked about this before, different versions of the same topic, and that's being having our identity stolen. Well, there's sort of a new twist, at least new to me, about uh, how we can have not just someone taking your identity, but uh, basically creating a synthetic identity. And uh, with us to talk about that tonight is um, CEO of a company called Aver, Aver, I think I'm getting it right, Stephen Heidecheck. Uh, Stephen, how are you? Great, great to be here, Nick, and uh, great to be chatting with the people around Cleveland. Yes, yes, well, it's, it's so good to have you here helping us uh, keep our eyes open for, for fraud and, and losing everything we have. You know, here in the Cleveland area, a lot of us people have lived here all our lives and have grown old and we're looking forward to retirement and that kind of thing. And the last thing we want is someone to steal all of our money electronically. And uh, I understand you have a business uh, that is involved in uh, tracking down and detecting frauds. 
Um, tell us first a little bit about your background and how you got into this business. Sure. Yeah, I um, designed a software that essentially we're the we're the the bouncers of the bar. So when you go and want to go into your favorite uh, watering hole or, uh, or club, you know the the bouncer checks your ID and sometimes even scans it. And uh, we basically make that software that they that they check you, make sure your ID is verified. You know everything that's automated, whether you're over age, um, to get into the bar 21, that that kind of stuff. So that's our background. We we uh, we do that digitally uh, without actually having to be there. So um, you know all the all the cool stuff that the bouncer does in person. You know we can have customers take a picture of their ID, facial recognition, uh, artificial intelligence, all that really new cool stuff, and put that all together and uh, make sure they're they're safe to get on to uh, their favorite platforms. Are, are you a computer guy by training, or are you more of the marketing guy, or uh, a, a little you, bit? I've, uh, I've I've picked it up over the years, but I'm more more so the uh, the, the business side and, and, and finding a need for us. I, I let the I, I let my uh, more the smarter guys handle the the, the computer stuff. Yeah, I was going to say I know in, in our situation, my situation, I know enough about computers to be dangerous, but I would never ever claim to be a computer expert. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't either. I can use them when I'm taught how to use them and only use them when they work. <laughs> That's kind of a thing. <laughs> but uh, with regard to the idea of identity fraud, I, I haven't heard this, the term synthetic identity fraud. I, I'm aware if you give people your name, your date of birth, and your social security number, social security number, you, you pretty much gave away the, the, the whole candy store there. Um, what, what is synthetic fraud or synthetic identity fraud so the, the identity fraud that we all know of and I'm sure everybody's seen it on TV where you know Fox News CNBC the companies like LifeLock where they say oh we'll monitor your credit we'll make sure the bad guys if they're trying to do something will notify you and that's really the traditional what we all know is identity identity fraud um, that's somebody literally getting your information your social your name your address super easy to do on a computer nowadays um, and taking out a loan or taking out a credit card in your name, going down to Best Buy and you know maxing that card out. Um, synthetic identity fraud is a little different. So the, the difference there is that the, the bad guy or bad gal, they may take a name from John Smith, a, an address from Joe Smith and the social security number from, from, uh, from Jane Smith and put that all together to create this new identity essentially so they do this to kind of trick the computer systems that are checking these things because you know the id would be verified uh, verified the address would be verified uh, the date of birth and they have all these bits and pieces essentially and that allows them to create a history a, a new history a, a new identity and uh, the the systems are a little bit slower to catch those so they're they're getting a little more elaborate in how they you know, unfortunately, they you know take our names and take our money. Well, uh, when you look at social security numbers, those are discrete numbers. They they're not replicated. Uh, wouldn't uh, someone trying to use a social security number and create a second identity with that? Wouldn't that cause a an instant recognition of there being a conflict? Well, the issue with that is the you know a lot of these guys we run a on real dog trucking and. Um, well, one of the, the hosts was saying that you know, a lot of these guys don't even check their credit or um, you know, even, even use a computer much. So for them, they won't even know that this is going on. And what the, the industry really has seen is they're targeting really, really young people. So that's kids three, four, five years old. Um, they start taking that social uh, and building an identity profile from that social because that's never been used in, in any Experian, Equifax system, so then they can essentially create that new identity. So they're 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 pretty pretty tricky on how they can get them and and start them for the for the longer play. Do do they take names of existing people or do they create uh, totally artificial names? Well, they like to go after the examples like I mentioned the the John Smith and uh, the the really common names because a system is not going to really flag a name that. Pretty much everybody in America might have, so you know it gets through the system on that checkpoint there. Well, so I guess if your name is John Smith, you have something to worry about. Uh, the more <laughs> the more unusual the name, you might be a little bit safer. 
But uh, I could see with regard to children. And nowadays, when if you have a child, a, a newborn, and uh, people are, are giving you money for their college education, and you're going to open up a bank account for your child, you have to have a Social Security number. Right. So I would think that uh, most uh, children today all already have their Social Security numbers. With, with that happening, how do we check to find out whether or not our Social Security number is part of some type of a scam uh, where someone has created some type of synthetic identity? Well, today, I guess, uh, unfortunately, we all have to just assume that we've been part of some breach, whether that was Target or you know, the new, the more recent one that we all heard of, uh, the Equifax breach with the class action settlements, and you know, that's been on the news pretty much every day. Um, one of the things, and it's not all doom and gloom, so businesses are trying to get better with this, uh, using software like you know that my company provides um, to make it a little harder, making it a little more thorough before they even create the account, open, open the account, but um, the consumer, there's a few things we can do, and um, one of the best things that I like to tell people is download this free app. It's called Credit Karma, K-A-R-M-A. Um, they've done a great job to be able to give you a, every day you could update on your iPhone, your Android, whatever. Um, you could see all your accounts, your balances, um, and it's, it's a completely free service, so I, I always tell people to you know, make sure they do that if they're concerned. And um, one of the other things that's recently come out, come about, and um, actually most states have now passed it for free, uh, is it's called credit freezing. So you can just go online. You know, I'm from North Carolina. Uh, you could just, you know, North Carolina credit freeze, Google that. Your state department should be able to, to put you in the direction on all the links and stuff to get to Experian and Equifax and TransUnion. And that allows you to basically lock down your social security number with like a, a, I think a six to eight digit pin most of these guys do. Um, you know, and that allows nothing, no new accounts, uh, no new credit increase. And then when you want to use it, you can put that pin in and, um, you know, you, you quote unquote thaw your credit. So that's a, a really good way to kind of lock that down. And you can even do that for your kids. So if you're concerned about that and you don't want, um, you don't want your daughter or your son to have to deal with that when they're going for those student loans or, you know, figuring out their first credit card and they see they already have a line of credit somewhere. It's a, a good free option for people to do. Is there a way of determining when you go uh, online or you Google uh, some of these services, uh, is there any way to tell whether some of these services are themselves a scam phishing for your information that you're going to fill out an application online with your date of birth and your social security number your age, your bank account numbers, and give up all of this stuff to some anonymous website out there. Um, how, how do you determine whether that's safe or not? I think that's a, it's a, it's tough. Um, you know, I, I'd say my I deal with it all the time with my you know, with my grandma. She'll get a you know a PayPal uh, alert saying someone needs to verify her password. She'll call me and be like, you know, is, is this real? So if you have someone like that that you can rely on, have them check it out and do their you know, do their diligence on it. But a lot of these smaller businesses, um, it, you know, it's hard. There's some rating review websites out there that will be able to check out the business. Obviously, the, the Better Business Bureau, uh, if it's a reputable company, they're probably on there, so you could check that out, see their score. But um, just just be careful. And, um, you know, if it's, a, if it's not something that you've seen, you know, ask around and do your homework before you send them over your social and your bank information. Well, yeah, it sounds like a thrilling. Uh, we're, we're talking to Stephen uh, Heidechuk, uh, and he has a company that uh, protects us from the bad people on, on the Internet. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be back after these words. You're listening to Nick Phillips here on WHK, The Advocate. Don't go away. More than just a dentist, Dr. Carl Hedgie provides dental treatments for occlusions, TMJ problems, and for aesthetic rehabilitation. In dental practice for over 30 years, Dr. Hedgie has provided state-of-the-art dental treatment for all of his patients. Dr. Carl Hedgie is skilled at treating and resolving complicated dental problems. Located across from the North Royalton High School, call Dr. Hedgie's office for an appointment or visit his website at drhedgie.com. That's Dr. Carl Hedgie, H-E-G-Y-I. 
at 440-237-3338 for the very best in dental care. Hi, I'm Pat Lamb. Select Insurance Services is a family-run business and your personal shopper for auto, home, and business insurance. Plus, I'm Dave Ramsey's endorsed local provider. I think you'll agree, insurance is confusing, but at the same time, it's very important to your financial security. We believe insurance should be secured through a professional. Why? Because one wrong click in the do-it-yourself plan could cost you everything. Our approach stands out because we ask the right questions, listen to your personal situation, and share our knowledge to close potential coverage gaps. This is an experience a do-it-yourself plan can't provide. Did you know there could be a coverage gap when you drive someone else's car? So call us today, 440-237-8555, or check us out at selectinsservice.com. 440-237-8555, or selectinsservice.com. Hi, this is Nick Phillips, host of The Advocate. Pat Lamb and Select Insurance have been my insurance agents for years. Wonderful to work with and never a hassle. Call Pat Lamb at Select Insurance for your insurance needs. Children, the product of a married couple who were once in love. Unfortunately, sometimes the marriage does not work and parents must get divorced. This is traumatic for the children as well as for the adults. The law firm of Phillips and Millie offers advice and representation in family law matters. Remember, your children are entitled to the utmost consideration when mom and dad have to part. Phillips and Millie, your local law firm on the west side of Middleburg Heights. Telephone 440-243-2800. Welcome back, Cleveland. Nick Phillips with you with our final segment of The Advocate for tonight. We're talking about computer security and how it affects us individually as consumers. And with us tonight is uh, Stephen Heidecek, who has a company called Aver, which um, basically provides us with services to keep us safe from having people uh, create our information into a different fraudulent identity and start manipulating our assets, which we don't want to happen. Stephen, thank you for joining us again. Great. Great to be here again, Nick. Uh, As we were talking in the last segment about uh, the idea of having people steal our identities and getting into our assets and and so forth, it sounds, and I feel like we're sinking into this field of quicksand here as individuals. Now, most of us aren't computer experts, but uh, tell us a little bit about your company because what what do you do and, and how do we use you? Do we, do we give you all of our information or do we log on to something? Or In layman's terms, how do you best describe what you guys do or, and how to get involved? So it's pretty simple. But the people have used our software probably um, you know, all over the country and, then, and all over the world, and you, you probably didn't even know that it was you know, us making sure that you guys were being checked and um, all your ID documents were secured. Uh, a business would come to us. You know, we work with companies uh, that do hotel reservations, um, cryptocurrency exchanges, and uh, gaming platforms. A lot of the the gaming industry for gambling online. Uh, you know, if you've gambled before, you may have, may have had to put in your documents and um, check check through all that. And you know, that was probably us running that. And how it works is we take the user's documents. They they come online to whatever uh, website that they want to or portal or bank and um, they scan their identity. We match it through a selfie. Like on your iPhone, you take a picture of that. We match those things through facial, facial recognition. Um, and then once we can confirm that uh, that is you, uh, some businesses require checking to make sure you're not on a, you know, a gambling watch list for cheating or, or things like that. So we, we put together this whole picture for the, for the business to make sure that uh, you, your your computer says you are where you are, and um, you are who you are, and we, we uh, try to make sure that everybody is uh, a little bit safer there. Well, that's a lot of horsepower. How long has your company been around? Well, we've been in the ID space probably for the last about three years now, and this is a, a newer product that we, we've brought out uh, through this last year here. So we're, we have a, a deep background. Uh, you know, our team comes from, you know, years and years of software development, and I, I've been involved with uh, identity verification, and for the for the last three years or so. So we're we're growing every day, and we're we're excited to keep trying to make this better for everyone. Now, uh, again, going back to the operational side of things for individuals, uh, non-computer people who are worried about their assets, uh, if they would communicate with your company or a similar company, 
You mentioned software. Do you download that software into your own computer, or do you just go on the Internet and contact your company? How, how does that work? So the, the business just integrates it in their, in their process. So when you're, you're signing up for your bank account or you're, you're signing up to, to get one of your, um, uh, one of our new partners called Corporate Stay, they do a lot of uh, full service concierge type rentals for you know, pe- people all over the country and executives. And um, we would just be part of that process. The, the customer doesn't have to download any other special software or um, any type of special, uh, any, any new programs. They just, um, go through the process, do their selfie and their their documents through their phone or computer, and um, they're good to go. So we we uh, we we aren't the the Googles where you you know exactly who we are, but we're we're just running in the background and just doing our thing. Well, now do you have a website if people wanted to read uh, uh, up on on your company and and learn more about this? Absolutely, it's a go g o and then aver a v e r dot com. That's it. Well, that should be fairly straightforward to get to. And, uh, and read up on it because it is so scary. A few minutes ago you mentioned something about uh, cryptocurrency. And uh, when, when I think of that, I think of Bitcoin and I, I think of blockchain. Uh, yep. Can you tell us a little bit about blockchain and is that going to be a savior for security on the Internet? So I don't know if it's going to be a, a savior. and I think we're, we're in an early stage where we're not sure really where the, the technology is going to go. Uh, who's going to use it, what business is going to use it. Um, I'm the, the co-founder of another project that actually um, builds identity verification solutions with a blockchain. So what that means is um, instead of going to Bank of America, Wells Fargo, PNC, uh, your different investment accounts and giving that information every single time, which we've probably all done and you're always like, why do I always have to put in my information You know, every single time? The blockchain allows you to verify this and lock that into a, what, what's basically called a, um, a cryptographic hash of that information um, and you secure that with cryptography. So we're getting into you know some of the, the tech stuff, but basically the blockchain lets you to uh, make it reusable so you don't have to do what we do every single time. So it's better for the customer because that can reduce everyone's chances of being part of another data breach when you can control it, you don't have to do it 10 times. I think we'll see a, a use case with blockchain for some of these businesses within the next few years here, though. It's, uh, it's still a little early, though, so we're not, we're not sure where that's going to go yet. In the simplest terms, what makes a blockchain secure so that if you're going to be giving up information, it's not going to be misused or modified or stolen? I think it's the whole... These, they call them these ledger. It's a ledger system. You know, think of like a, you know, your accounting classes, or you know, you're 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 doing your checkbook. Um, you have these like anonymous numbers and letters that essentially make up that that checkbook and that ledger, and that's viewable for everybody to see. So there there's no really hiding. Like once you make a claim to one of these blockchains, you can go online through your you know your web browser or Chrome, and you could view. The activity of that um, address, uh, if they have any Bitcoin in that address, so it creates a, a layer of trust that instead of going to, you know, like like with you, Nick, you have a, you know, you're an attorney. When we buy a house, you got to go to your attorney's office, and they got to verify the funds are there, and they got to um, make sure that everything's checked and cleared. With the blockchain, within a few seconds, you and I could see if you know we're buying a, you know, two hundred fifty thousand dollar house. You could see if I have that much. You know, money in this digital asset ready to transfer to you on the, the date of the closing, and a lot of that can be automated. So I think that the the excitement around the blockchain is automating a lot of those tasks and building trust in between people with, without having to have all the middlemen. Well, I know it's a big topic in the legal community with, uh, just as you said, uh, dealing with the sale of houses and, and other kind of contracts. Uh, if you just imagine a business buying a corporate jet for millions of dollars, and having to do and close the transaction in a highly trustworthy way that uh, the the blockchain concept is, is going to come to play, if not now, in, in the future. Well, what do you see for your company? We have a couple minutes here yet. I was wondering, what do you see for your company in the future? Where are you heading? So we're uh, increasingly finding new market niches, and uh, I think with, with this identification and 
everything going online. Let, let's face it, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a millennial, so I, I don't know if that's good or bad to say that on on air. But you know, we, we don't. <laughs> it's like okay. To, we, uh, we like millennials. <laughs> all right. Well, you'll forgive me on that one then. <laughs> <laughs> you get a pass because you sound like you're right. really uh, engaged in our in our society. <laughs> we like that. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> so uh, we we just want to make sure that you know the, the growing businesses can offer these kind of things that uh, instead of going to the the big com- companies like some of our competitors. You know, IBM, Lexus, Lexus, Nexus. You know, they're two, three, four times the price of us. And you know, a, a startup and, and small, medium-sized business can't really afford that. And uh, customers like me, whether that's opening a bank account, making purchases, um, even gambling now, and uh, trading for your investments, your IRAs. Everybody wants to do you know everything from their house and everything on their computer. So for us, it's just about making sure they have the best systems to secure the identities and um, keep those safe for the customer. So that's really our goal. Well, well, very good. Well, we appreciate you spending the time with us tonight. Um, and this is, uh, we've been talking to Stephen Heiderchak, and the company is Aver, A-V-E-R, and their website is Go Aver, where people can get on and check around and find out how to make themselves secure. I know with the economy going up and down the way we've been watching it, uh, the volatility and so forth. We're, we're in a very protective mode right now. So, Anyway, Stephen, thank you so much for uh, calling in tonight. Well, I appreciate the time, Nick, and a uh, great conversation. And th- thanks again for your service to the, to the Air Force. We really appreciate that. Thank you so very much, too. And uh, thank you for listening tonight. We'll be back next Sunday, same time, same station. So between now and then, have a great week. Good night. And I sat and watched the Zanzibar sunset Sat and drank my fresh mint tea With nothing to do 